0: Hi guys! This is Akansha.
1: And this is Arzu.
0: And we welcome you to the fourth episode of Atypical Avocados. The best one yet! So Akansha, how was your week? My week was pretty intense, man. So we're following the trend of group workouts. Which is okay. pretty good, but at the same time, my body hurts a lot right now.
1: So this is not on Zoom, these are physical workouts? Yeah, five of
0: us mm-hmm. who wake up every morning and then we have this whole, uh, you know, functional training
1: routine that we follow. Okay, so you must have purchased a lot of like gym equipment for that.
0: Yeah, we went to Decathlon to buy a bunch of stuff. We bought yoga mat and then we ordered a lot of stuff online. So we mm-hmm. basically have a full gym set up at home right now.
1: So you're using online shopping to actually get fit and healthy? while the rest of us are only ordering food and groceries online <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> do you remember a time when there was no amazon or flipkart
0: I don't think any of us who are living in metro cities
1: do either. Except for maybe the very old generation such as my grandparents. But now even they have become accustomed to Amazon because of the number of packages that come to our house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but what do you think has actually brought this change over the last couple of years?
1: I think the way people see it, online shopping gives them a wider range of products at a much lesser price that is available in the physical market.
0: I think it's a lot to do with fast delivery services also, such as, you know, Prime becoming so popular. But at the same time, it's a lot to do with the availability of cheap internet, you know, thanks to Jio. Mm -hmm. And cheap uh, internet-enabled devices, especially mobile phones. Do
1: do you remember how much we used to pay for internet growing up in the Middle East? And now compare that to India. Yeah, so... Because of the Reliance phones that have come in the last decade, cell phones have become a common thing for everyone. Yeah, I remember my brother used to use that uh, Reliance phone with a blue screen yeah. back in college. That was like
0: a decade ago and now in the second wave you know cheap internet is available to everyone to put things in perspective the internet price in India is at 26 cents per GB while in the UK it's at 6.6 dollars and in the US it's at 12.3 dollars
1: Wow that's a huge disparity but no wonder that we have approximately 650 million internet users in India which is the second highest market after China and the interesting part is that more than half of these users are in rural areas. I think overall,
0: India is becoming more digitally literate, uh, you know, be it rural areas or urban areas. And thanks to services like Paytm, everyone's using cashless payments now.
1: And what this has done, it has enabled information to be decimated at a larger scale in the sense that for the smallest things, people can use Google now to look up and validate what they are after. And also stuff like, TikTok, you know, it's really popular in rural areas in India because, you know, it's giving people the opportunity to show their creative side that they didn't feel like they had the means to before. And it is really empowering for people to experience this.
0: Exactly. Now, speaking about empowering people through technology, I was recently just having a conversation with someone from Pune City Connect who was talking about how they've set up digital centers in villages in and around Pune with the help of the government. So what they do with these digital centers is that they provide access to internet and some, You know, latest technologies such as AR, VR to these people who didn't have access to technology before. And I think it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I think that is really cool and all of this is leading to a surge in the number of internet users from the rural areas. In fact, according to Google, 9 out of 10 internet users are from these areas. And to cater to this
0: new and growing segment, all of these digital services have to direct their focus from English to include Indian languages now. Let's welcome our guest for today, Shikhar Goyal. Shikhar is a product manager for user engagement and growth at Flipkart. He is building solutions to acquire the next 100 million customers, focusing on this new customer base. Other than that, he's also my elder brother.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Hi Shikhar, how are you?
2: Hi Akansha, hi Arzu. I'm good, how are you guys?
1: All good, all good. Thank you so much for being here today.
2: Thank you, thank you for inviting me.
1: Things we do for younger siblings, but that's okay. Mm.
2: Yeah, you, you can't do anything, right?
0: When you're uh, small, i have done a lot of things for you, so...
1: Yeah, like getting paani rao, pee remote do yeah. Dude, I used to Thanks.
0: tail him around like anything he used to say. Akansha do this I used to be like yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do it like I was like
1: biggest
2: fan wow. yeah those were the things yeah seriously so
0: that's
1: changed now Akansha
0: now I make sure that they tell me
1: around oh is oh. it <laughs> <laughs> not
0: really
2: uh, No, but kind of
1: <laughs> <laughs> what rubbish yeah okay so we can keep making fun of Akansha for like ever but let's get back to the topic at hand and understand the current e-commerce landscape in India and the changes you're seeing
2: sure let's take a step back probably we can look at what was the e-commerce market in India four to five years back right at that time you know we were just looking at Metro and tier 1 market because there were some obvious problems with tier 2 tier 3 so the entire focus was on this particular market we spent a lot of money in acquiring users here and now we feel that you know uh, both Amazon and Flipkart are in that juncture where we have kind of exhausted this particular market and now we are are kind of looking at new, uh, you know, users to acquire basically and expand our reach. And suddenly, what has happened in last two to three years is that there has been a new player that has come into market, Geo, uh, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, what has happened is it's their first time that they are coming onto the online world, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, now that is bringing us a lot of opportunity. And suddenly, the entire India has kind of opened to us. So you would see that in next two to three years there will be a huge push towards. Uh, you know acquiring tier 2 tier 3 market a lot of different companies will come into picture a lot of small players will come here and then you know they would try to just you know cater to this particular market acquisitions that could have happened in metro and tier 1 has already happened
0: okay so how do you plan on doing these acquisitions like uh, what are the key things that you're focusing on
2: uh, great question. Uh, you know, we saw Google reports from 2017 which said that, you know, around 650 million will be joining the online world in by 2021 uh, it made sense you know for us to do you know, tier one tier two tier three market so we started investing highly in doing some uh, user research here where we would go to these cities and you know talk to people out there try to understand their aspirations and how are they uh, you know using online world how are they you know using internet in their okay. there were a few obvious problems that we saw right one of them was you know the problem of accessibility and comprehension right Mm. Right now these users were not that familiar with english we were probably not able to cater to these particular users right that's when the idea of you know launching the app in hindi kind of started to just acquire or help these guys to come online and then understand what is happening in this particular case okay the other very important thing that we understood was that the ability of these users to use the app uh, was pretty difficult, right? They would find our flows very complex. So another investment that went to problem and make the app very simple if you look at what these people actually use uh, they generally you know use share chat hello yeah. all the social media kind of uh, apps right which Correct. have a very very simple flow so that is what we try to you know emulate out here in our uh, online shopping app and how can we really make the app very simple for these guys so that it becomes extremely easy for them to onboard onto e-commerce
0: yeah I think the local language focus really makes sense you know considering there are only 125 million English speakers in our whole country and the rest are equally divided between either hindi or the other 20 languages in fact hindi is the second most consumed language on google assistant and out of the 125 million people who speak english there are some who you know still prefer a local language for example my father you know he loves the idea of using a hindi keyword and he keeps sending us this huge personalized uh, messages on whatsapp and should hindi
2: <laughs> but what's uh, really peculiar about him is that i think most of us kind of use uh hindi in our daily conversation but we use hindi in the form of english right we basically need yeah. the hindi yeah. sentences but we key them in english yeah, yeah. whereas what mamaji does is that he keys in all these things in devanagari script right yeah, so, yeah. That's where the challenge actually uh, comes in, even for us. Yeah, you
0: know? I, I can't even I, understand yeah. that most of the time, dude. It's so difficult yeah. just
1: reading that. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I mean,
2: it, it takes me a while, you know, to just read it through. And I would, you know, spend so much of time just to understand, oh, Acha, okay, this means this, okay. This is how you read it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and kind of uh, vocabulary also, he uses, dude. He uses like these words, oh, yeah. these should the shudda words, which <laughs> like none of us understand.
2: Spending so much of time in uh, vernacular, it still takes me a while you know to just lead through his messages.
1: yeah so when I was at university in the UK so I was put in a group for a presentation that was with four Chinese girls so what happened here was since they don't have WhatsApp in China they all use WeChat primarily so they asked me to join on that so that we could have group discussions there and I was like y'all are going to talk in Chinese so how is this going to work they're like no we won't talk in Chinese but if we do WeChat has an in Welt uh, translation feature where you can uh, long press on the message and it translates to the language of your choice which is a great thing to have like even those messages of your dad would get easily translated within the chat and we would be able to reply without having to put it into google translate mm, oh
2: wow, that's yeah. pretty amazing
1: yeah you were talking about like some words that you cannot translate and stuff like that so when you were doing this for the app there must have been some challenges and difficulties surrounding that
2: oh well, yeah uh, so hindi uh, definitely brought in a lot of challenges. The first thing was you know the text is slightly longer than what we have in English so okay. our entire UI stack was kind of built around English. Mm-hmm. Uh, now to fit these particular texts into our app and website we had to undergo a lot of UI changes here you know to just be able to uh, ensure that the UI wasn't breaking anywhere right and the testing has to go all the way from a 5 inch screen to 6.5 inch screen because this user base probably still uses a 5 inch And apart from that, we, as you rightly mentioned, you know, we also face a lot of issues with translation. I think living in urban India, we probably have migrated out of English and we even brought in a lot of. English uh, words into our uh, regular usage, right? Yeah. I, I don't think anybody uh, yeah. is capaz for cotton, right? We all use uh, <laughs> cotton, cotton. cotton. <laughs> yeah, think, so.
0: This makes me wonder that, you know, Apple has these very hip names for its product, like Space Gray. So how do they
1: translate that into Hindi? Uh,
2: good question.
1: Do you want to attempt space grey? What is it?
2: <laughs> what will the Antriksh grey? I no. don't know what is grey. <laughs>
1: grey is dhusar. Dhusar, antariksh is space grey in Hindi. Yeah. No,
2: this is exactly the challenge that we face while doing translation so space grey for that matter you know we just keep it space grey okay. uh, and grey also we just keep it grey I don't uh, we don't put the word that you just mentioned uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely not sir. <laughs> yeah and uh, there's some other complications that we see you know that e- that are very specific to e-commerce context for example you know there's a material silver right silver in uh, jewelry uh, would translate to chandi right? yeah. uh, that is pretty common yeah? yeah but now you you know bring it in a context of a color right silver color phone now you can't say chandi color phone right it will not make sense okay. so now in that particular case how do you tackle these things uh, so we just keep it silver in uh, flipkart this is where, you know a lot of complications start coming in uh now formal shoes cannot be called as a very translated form of formal shoes right uh, how would you say formal formal is uh... Even I don't know. Time? I think it's formal. Formal in <laughs> Hindi is... Uh,
1: formal is Opacharik. <laughs>
2: opacharik. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not and, Opacharik.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read the
0: literal uh, translation. That's why. <laughs> <Obcharik>. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I thought meant meant official. Okay, fine. Yeah,
2: I think that's a synonym. Uh, yeah. jute. I mean, that will not make any sense, right? That to right. anybody. People would find it extremely hard to understand. So that's why, you know, you have to bring in that colloquial in the uh, translations as well. So that is what we have really focused on. How can we uh, make these translations very colloquial? so that people understand. And also it should kind of emanate the feeling of uh, a very trustworthy friend, right? A helpful friend. Because what we have understood from our research is that, you know, people actually, while doing their shopping, they try to, you know, look for guidance from a person that they trust a lot. So we wanted Flipkart to, you know, exhibit or give them a sense of that kind of a feeling, you know, that it's a very good friend. So it's respectful and colloquial in some sense.
1: So obviously for a brand like Flipkart, Engagement is a huge deal. So how do you keep people engaged and bring them back to Flipkart from all the different options they have?
2: Very good question. So what we have uh, realized is right uh, that it's not like every single day that you have to buy something and you have to come to Flipkart, right? So how do we really tackle this particular problem of engagement, making sure that people are coming onto our platform every day? or they make make it a habit, you know, to sometimes come here more often. For that, we have launched a certain construct. Uh, For example, you would see we have launched uh, videos. In Flipkart, where we have partnered with uh, some of the other uh, platforms to build this particular capability, we have also launched uh, games uh, and ideas. Ideas are uh, user-generated content where these influencers would, you know, come in and post their videos on the platform, and a lot of their followers can basically look at it. People can uh, get inspired, right? And uh, yeah. buy from Flipkart. So, those are the engagement constructs that we are looking at.
0: So, earlier, you were talking about how trust is really important in business, right? You want Flipkart to be a brand that consumers trust and they look up to it for recommendations whenever they want to buy something, right? So, it sounds a lot like social commerce to me. So, are there any major players in the market for social commerce in India right now?
2: So, uh, there are a lot of uh, platforms, you know, who have started uh, exploring the social side of uh, e-commerce, right? Uh, one of the brands that is uh, going big here is definitely Misho. So Misho basically gives this uh, very good opportunity to, you know, women who are housewives probably bring them or they give them a chance of earning. So what you can do is just, you know, go to Misho. Uh, if you like a product, put it onto your WhatsApp group and people in your WhatsApp group, if they like it, they start buying it from you. To the other people, it would seem as if, you know, they're buying it from you. But actually, the product is coming from Esho. No one in this particular supply chain knows that this particular product is coming from Esho. So, you are in some sense, you know, bringing in the trust factor that people have among their social groups. So, you know, getting the e-commerce part out is very easy and the trust part, which is a very big problem in normal uh, e-commerce space as such.
1: So it's basically like changing the model from, instead of B to C, it's becoming kind of C to C, which brings in more trust without the customer even knowing that. Yeah.
2: Yep. Very well put up. So this is like a C to C model in some sense.
0: So on e-commerce websites and, you know, banking websites, there's a new popular thing, which is chatbots. So why do you think we are gaining so much momentum recently across the industries?
2: Good question. So if you see, uh, you know, from the our bottom line perspective, right, the ops cost is a pretty significant uh, money that, you know, we spend. And uh, if you look at some of these uh, queries that, you know, uh, people have, uh, they are sometimes very generic, right? And uh, you don't really need any special human to, you know, sit there and answer these queries. You know, if uh, you ask me something like, where? is my product oh when am I getting my product I don't think there is any intelligence needed out there right you can have a bot uh, sit there, and who can just tell you that when are you getting your particular product, right? So for these particular use cases, uh, now industries are kind of bringing in bots uh, to you know just make sure that people the first level of questions are answered by them. If the query gets very complicated, you will also hear this particular option of you know talking to a human agent because we definitely feel that some of the uh, queries are pretty complicated that cannot be answered you know, by a bot as of today.
0: So Shikhar, our next question is that India is still at 30%. Online shoppers while China and the US are at 70%. So we're yeah. still very far behind and we have a lot of ground to cover. How long do you think it's going to take for us to actually get there?
2: So this particular problem, right? How can you bridge the gap out here? One is definitely the trust And the other part, as you know, Arzu was mentioning, uh, rightly, that there is a problem of translation. That is why, you know, we are bringing in Flipkart in Hindi and, you know, you might see uh, Flipkart coming in different other languages. One of the problems there is also around uh, translations, right? Right now, getting these words translated is pretty complicated, right? It's a very costly affair because we have to get it translated through external agencies, right? We don't have very good uh, e-commerce specifications. Specific translation models built uh, Even Google uh, for that matter You know doesn't work that well for e-commerce So bringing in that particular Capability enabling people You know to be able to comprehend What they are reading will definitely Help us you know how uh, You know the bandwidth costs are like I think uh, cheapest in the world probably in India Yeah and the yeah The smartphone penetration that you know Slowly is coming because of all these Chinese phones I feel you know Slowly the uh, this particular segment from tier 2, three, or tier 3, is moving towards online. You would see, in our user research, you know, you would be pretty surprised to see that, you know, these guys actually consume 2GB of data every single day. They just, you know, wow. spend watching. Yeah. In that particular small screen of Jio phones, right, which is, I think, hardly two and a half, three 3 inches screen
1: yeah. yeah. And that
2: screen you know they would spend two hours three hours continuously watching movies
1: we don't watch that
2: much yeah we don't watch that much but they definitely do right yeah that is how you know I see that you know the shift has started to happen towards uh, online maybe not e-commerce but definitely online a lot of people have started uh, coming online you know through geo cinemas or you would say you know share chat uh, hello these applications are really getting popular among these users Probably this particular uh, user base will Trickle down to e-commerce as well as in when the needs start, I believe uh, the recent COVID scenario yeah. was definitely one of the good things for e-commerce. Yeah, accelerators. Lot of people.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, you know, uh, tasted the e-commerce part. They tried not just you know flipkart per se, but uh, there could be a lot of other e-commerce as well, right? Maybe videos, video subscription, so many other things, right? So people have you know basically started uh, using e-commerce in some sense, and, and you would see that you know in next three four years there would be. Uh, Uh, major migration to e-commerce.
1: Yeah, I think that answer just sums up the whole segment. And before we end this, I have one question for you, Shikhar. Because you have spent so much time in vernacularization, can you translate cricket to Hindi? Like the sport,
2: not the (laughs) insect. I would definitely uh, want to keep cricket as cricket in Hindi. Just transliterate it instead of translate.
1: But the internet says that cricket translates to Hindi as Golgatham. लकड़बटम देहनादन Pratyogita. Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow! Imagine I think, that.
1: <laughs> I, I think that one word is enough to cover the entire
0: 2.5 inch big screen. Yeah. yeah
2: seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, a single thing would be cascaded. <laughs> you would be wondering, what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> Thank you, Shikhar, once again for being here and for having such an insightful and fun conversation with us.
2: Thank you guys for having me. It was great talking to both of you. Had a really good time.
1: Kansha, remember in one of the first episodes, we were talking about how Oman and the UAE have nothing in common, like Dubai specifically. Yeah. Yeah, but I did realize there's one thing that is in common. That is that when we were over there, we were surrounded by a lot of Malayali people. (laughs) I can't believe that you would pick this up right here. But there's a reason for that. That's because Malayalam, which is regarded as one of the oldest languages in India, is the longest uh-huh. palindrome in the English language.
0: Wow. I had no idea about this.
1: You know what a palindrome is, no?
0: Yeah, Arzu. Well, here's
1: a fact that you didn't need to know. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I cannot do this.
0: Thank
1: you so much, guys, for listening <laughs> to us today. A big thank you to Shikhar for being here and talking to us today.
0: Shukriya, yeah, shukriya. Please, हमें apna feedback दीजिये. Dude, please. <laughs> Please don't forget to follow Atypical Avocados on all your podcast listening channels. We would love to hear your feedback. So do drop us an email at feedback at avocados.com.
1: Also check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Bye guys. See you next week. Stay indoors. Indulge in some online shopping. Bye guys. See you next Sunday. (laughs)